Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode of Nighttime discusses sexual exploitation of children. Listener discretion is advised. You are tuned to the Nighttime Podcast, focused on the fringe of Canada. Hello, listeners. Before we begin, let me send my best wishes to all of you. 2020 has been a very difficult and complicated year for many people, myself included. Hopefully, with this year in our rearview mirror, everything's about to start improving. So, from me to you, I wish everyone listening nothing but health and happiness in 2021 and beyond. And now, to introduce our episode. Tonight, nighttime is going to take you to a very dark place. Well, I suppose it's not fair to call it a specific place per se, as it's everywhere, it's all around us. Whatever city or town you're listening from right now, there's probably someone sitting behind a keyboard or holding a phone to their face with some very dark intent. Rather than looking at memes or playing Candy Crush, they're seeking out an opportunity to sexually exploit underage children. In the 80s, where I grew up, we were always cautioned to not take candy from strangers. But today, it's far more complicated than that. These predators quite literally are lurking in shadow, hiding behind fake names and fake profile pictures and using many of the same social media sites that our children use. And thanks to the connected nature of our modern lives, the shadows they're lurking in extend right into our homes, likely even into our kids' bedrooms. Of course, the police and various law enforcement agencies are hot on their heels, but it's painfully similar to a deranged version of that whack-a-mole game. And not only that, the crime starts off quite vague, with long periods of grooming before the legal lines are obviously crossed. And perhaps that's why law enforcement seems more reactive than proactive in cases that involve child predators. And reactives generally if they even do anything at all. Now, it may sound like I'm throwing shade with that comment, but I challenge you to find a case of child sexual exploitation where the police and the courts knocked it out of the park. And maybe that's why the guests on this episode have such a supportive following. Toronto, Ontario is a very big city, just under 3 million people in fact. And as it turns out, a bunch of them are online approaching children with criminal intent. But thankfully for the parents of Toronto, their dark fantasies are a little further out of reach thanks to a vigilante group called the Toronto Predator Poachers. Using fake online accounts and elaborate decoy work, this group helps pull Toronto's child sex predators out of the shadows and puts them into the light. The predator, who expects to be meeting with a child, instead comes face to face with an over six foot tall, 200 plus pound man who's holding a camera. And he's not there to arrest them or harm them physically. But what he does do is make them call their wives or parents to admit what they're up to. And if that call wasn't bad enough, he also posts the videos of the whole thing online and then goes on to report them to the police. So yeah, it gets quite intense. So now that you know what you're in store for, let's jump into it. Tonight, in this episode of Nighttime, we're going to be joined by the group's catcher, named Matt, and the decoy, Soph. And our topic is the many catches of the Toronto Predator Poachers. Matt and Soph, 
Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk to you both. Hey, what's going on, Jordan? Excited to talk to you, buddy. What's happening? Hey, uh, what's up? Thanks for having us. Oh, my pleasure. Although I'll be honest, I'm a bit nervous. Matt is probably the most like authoritative voice that will have been on the show in you know 150 episodes. Of yeah. I, I was actually listen. I was laying in bed last night watching your uh, second to most latest video, and just even yeah. the tone of your voice and the way you're able to kind of take control of a situation. It's it's uh, it's intense. I would not want to get on your bad side. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. I mean, I'm a pretty nice guy, but, you know, when it really comes down to uh, business, you know what I mean? We got to do what we got to do, you know? Yeah, exactly. So before we get into this, like, I didn't know what you do and in, in kind of the, the genre of content that, that you create. I didn't even know that that existed until very recently. I was doing an episode about of my show about um, a young woman in my, in my hometown here in Halifax who was... Um, mm the victim of sexual assault in a vigilante group kind of assisted her or assisted her family in exposing the people responsible. And that kind right. of set me down this, this path of reading about different sort of groups that are involved in this sort of thing in different ways. I then stumbled upon your YouTube page and the videos that you make. And I've just been hooked ever since I'm, I'm amazed yeah. that it exists and it's just it's fascinating to watch, but it's it's also very dark given what you get into. But before we start talking too much, for people mm -hmm. out there who don't know who you are or what you're doing, mm -hmm. why don't you just explain you know what it is you're doing online, and then and then I'll play a little clip so they can get a, a taste of it. But why don't you explain in your own words what the Toronto Predator Poachers are doing? All right. Well, uh, first of all, Jordan, thank you very much for your support. I really appreciate that. Um, so uh, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Matt, um, and I uh, run the YouTube channel called uh, Predator Poachers Toronto. Um, and basically what we do is uh, we like to consider ourselves a, a vigilante justice style uh, undercover sting uh, operation like that catches child predators. And uh, what we do is um, we we record uh, each and every single one of our encounters with uh, said child predators. And uh, we post it online on YouTube um, for to create awareness, uh, since there is no, um, you know, public uh, sex offender registry in in Canada or in Toronto, um, and to make uh, create awareness within the you know whatever area or city that we do it in, you know, GTA surrounding area and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, so that's basically what we do. Yeah, and and as far as the videos, you didn't really explain like how the videos go down. And to save you from explaining it, I'm gonna play. Um, I made. I'm gonna call this a sizzle reel. Where what it is is it's like a two minute clip showing um, a very condensed version of of what you do in your videos. And I am um, as much as I enjoy it, I still have a. I have a hard time watching it. I watch your episodes or, or videos like through, I put my hands over my face and peek between my fingers. One of the, at some of the most uncomfortable stuff, but I'm gonna play a little clip yeah. here to give people a sense of what you're doing. And then we're gonna talk about how this, uh, how this goes down. What are you doing here? What am I doing here? Yeah, what are you doing here? I just come to meet a friend. How old is this friend? As far as I know, 13 or 14. 13 or 14. You're shaking in your voice. Why are you shaking for? <laughs> You're nervous. I mean, why are you nervous? I've never had this happen to me before. What have you not had happen to you before? Because I've never, no, actually, I've never done this before. Done what before? Done what you're trying to tell me that. that no, what, are, what, what, what have you not ever done met, before? I, I met someone. What do you mean, met somebody? You never met somebody in your entire life? You suggested. We can only do kissing unless you have something else you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I have no intentions <laughs> of doing that because... Well, you said I, it. It's right here. I understand You that. were talking to me the whole time. Okay, that's, that's okay. No, but it's I not had, okay. No, okay. Hear me out. Okay, let's I hear it. I have no intention of kissing her because she... and she, Well, I mean, obviously it's you now. Mm -hmm. The suggestion was made. I didn't make the suggestion. You did. I was talking to you the whole time. And what's this? I want to see how soft your lips are. LOL. If and when we kiss. That's just talk. Well, okay, so are you just going to talk to a 13-year-old girl like long? that? Okay, here's my question. Okay, here's what's your question? question You're going to ask me the question? Okay, if let I, me hear If the I meet someone, some child or 13 or 14-year-old yeah. yeah. person mm -hmm. on the road, I can't speak to them? 
Uh, call your wife right now and tell her you're not going to be making it. Hey, hon. What happened? I'm being accused of sexual child. He's not being accused. He's guilty. Oh, that's what they're saying. Who? Me. Where? How? Online. On Instagram. What happened? It's a long story, hon. Let me explain it to her. He's going to tell you some things that are probably aren't true. They are true. Let me explain it to her. They're they're okay. assuming a lot. Of I things. am not assuming nothing. No, you okay, are. let you me are. let me. Okay. Okay. My wife wants to know who you. Hi, are. my name is Matthew D'Souza. Yes. Um, I'm a part of an organization that catches child predators. Okay. okay. So mm -hmm. your husband was online for the past yes. three months, for maybe even time. more, for the past three months talking to a child. And wanting to initiate uh, sexual activity, starting with starting with starting with kissing. Okay. Kissing. I ha okay. yes, I have a chat logs. I have video calls with him with his face. Okay, he's in the police station right now. He's not a police station. He's at the Walmart. He came to Walmart in Milton to meet with this child, but instead he met with me, obviously. <laughs> right. So, um, so if my husband there is in Walmart right now, he's in Walmart in in Milton. To meet this kid. Yes, that's correct. So he's in Walmart right now to meet this this kid. That's correct. Where are you right now? At the Walmart. Walmart of what? In in Milton. What the fuck are you doing in Milton Walmart? I left early to come and get you, and then I yes. just stopped here for a few minutes. And we'll talk later, okay? I don't. You know what? Uh, don't pick me up. Don't pick me up. I will come home. Just give me some time to breathe. It's not like it is, hon. It's not like it is. It's not like it is, they're claiming. And then what are you doing there in Milton? I'll, I'll explain it to you later. Okay. Okay? Well, that was something. Uh, I've, I've watched that clip of you talking to that fella probably maybe five to ten times when I was editing that and preparing yeah. for this and even now just watching it again even after putting that together it's still as shocking that you get mm -hmm. yourself into this so Matt yeah. uh, we won't talk specifically about that video but I just want to know just some basics about about the group and about you and Soph because it's it's Toronto Predator Poachers it's really just the the two of you right Mm -hmm. That is correct. Yeah. 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 And why don't you t just, uh, uh, we're going to protect your privacy given what you do. We don't yes. want uh, anyone knowing anything about you, but um, yeah. tell me a little bit, just some general stuff about who you are. Um, so basically, uh, again, my name is Matt. Um, I'm, uh, I'm trying, I am from the Toronto area. Um, I am in my mid to late twenties. Um, and, uh, about the channel, um, basically and about the group, um, yes, it is Soph and I, um, it started out with another gentleman and Soph, um, right around, I think last year, February, January, February time. Um, I joined on in, in May, um, uh, when the original catcher's name was Nate, he needed a, he needed a hand. Um, and basically, yeah, I joined on cause you know, I, I, I do have a passion for what we do. Um, and I am focused on the, uh, you know, on the task at hand and uh, creating awareness for the, for the, for these type of huge issues that's going on out there in the world. Um, and yeah, basically we're, we're, uh, you know, just myself and self now, but we're two very, very passionate, uh, individuals that, um, really, really care about our community and children in it. What, what, a little bit about you, Soph, if, if just something general like that, if you could. Yeah. So my name's Soph. I'm in my twenties, uh, from Toronto. I got started back in the channel, like Matt said, um, back when Nate, our old catcher, was still doing this. Um, that was back in February when we had about 5K subscribers. Um, at first, you know, I just started with mainly just sending pictures and, like, phone calls maybe. But um, we kind of realized that me and Nate, we had very similar ideas and we worked well together. So I started doing, like, the decoy work. I started chatting with the predators. And I just got on with the channel, and now I do the work, and I'm editing. It's just me that now, so we're a two people team, yeah. <laughs> and we work well together too. So that's great. When you say the decoy work, so if if you need, you find some predator online, so if you you, you will get on phone calls with this person, or do you mean decoys, and you're the one typing and communicating with them before the meetup? 
Yeah, so I actually do basically everything. So we Photoshop my pictures uh, to make myself look younger. Mm -hmm. uh, we put that on like a app or a meeting app or whatever. And they reach out to us and I do the text. I do the texting. I do the calls. Um, I do video chats, anything to kind of make it seem more real for them so that we can catch these people eventually. That must get pretty, pretty disturbing. Now, one, one thing I'm wondering about is how you actually find these people. Like, it, it seems, based on watching the videos, it seems like you just got an account on Instagram or something and these people just come to you? Yeah, so we post the clearly underaged photo um, on, like, a dating app or, like, a, a meeting site or whatever it may be. We have different ways of doing it but they will reach out to us and immediately we let them know that we're either you know anywhere from you know a minor basically and they can choose if they want to continue talking to us or or not and then we get them we get them off the app to you know chat on instagram or text or any social media really but yes we do have a couple different accounts and and then eventually when it it you spend a while talking to them um and they're ready to really really cross the line by meeting up in person and that's when matt comes in uh and rather than meeting up with a 12 13 or 14 year old girl they meet up with someone who uh, I, i've never seen you in in person matt or seen a photo mm -hmm. or but i'm guessing you you go into these situations which i would be terrified to go into you you must be able to defend yourself like what is it that makes you uh, comfortable meeting up with these people in what's probably one of their worst moments in their life yeah um you know what it is it is a pretty uh it's a disturbing situation to walk into um but uh yeah i mean you know i i just focus on the task at hand um you know i it's, it's basically just you know i'm there um there because the thing is, is is you know if they're meeting up with me they're actually gonna be, they're actually the ones that are, are scared at this point mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, yes, I know at the same time, I have to, you know, watch it for myself as well. Um, but when, um, when the, you know, when the encounter starts, they're initially in so much shock and that's, you know, you hit them with the questions and, and, you know what I mean? The initial, what are you doing here? You know, do you know what's going on here? I'm a part of an uncovered screen operation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they're just incomplete. What the heck, you know, and you hear the, the, the most silliest things fly out of the mouth. Um, but, uh, I mean, just doing it, it's, it's just, I just remember the task and I remember that there's, this could be a potential child. Um, and I guess that's the, I would guess what you could say the bravery behind it. Um, and I know that I'm doing this for a purpose and that's what, that's what gets me up. That's what gets me out the door. That's what gets me to the, the meeting location and, and to, um, you know, interrogate them and to expose them and to make them think, um, you know, about twice about what they're doing and, uh, actually, you know, make them learn their lesson. You know what I mean? And, um, I mean, you know, if it happens, they're, they're done, they're caught, you know, as I would say, usually say you're done, but <laughs> so, yeah. um, um, you know, that's, uh, that's what that is. That moment, like the moment where you first approach them and, and, and confront them and ask them a question to get their attention. That's always one of my favorite parts of the videos. You, you put up a video today where it was a guy who, um, <laughs> he had like a foot fetish with, yes. was asking this really young girl, I think a 13 year old girl about wanted to rub her feet and all this stuff. And yeah. you, you approached him in what looks to be like, kind of like a shopping mall. And you, you approached yes. him and asked, uh, where's the foot store? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Do you know where I can get the, uh, the foot store? What? The foot store. The foot store. Um, you know where I can get the foot store? No. You don't know? No. You're the, you're the foot guy, right? What do you mean the foot guy? You're the foot guy. Harm, right? No, I'm not. It is you. Uh, you. You just got caught by a sting operation. I'm not, I'm not, I'm Did you know that? Bro, you told me you were wearing a blue I jacket. I didn't do anything, bro. I didn't do anything, bro. So you think, uh, you know, wanting to kiss a 13-year-old girl's feet, or what you thought was a 13-year-old girl's feet, do you think that's not wrong? I, 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 you know you were talking to me the whole no, time, I, right? I, I, 
You know, honestly, it it really, honest to God, like, I I just want to let everybody know, um, I take my job very, very seriously. Um, You know, it's it's no, what we do is no fun and jokes, but at the very same time, you just kind of want to, yeah, sometimes you just kind of want to ask them these, these, these off questions just to like make them think what the heck and to make them know that, oh my gosh, like, what are you really saying right now? You know what I mean? And, and uh, that's the mall that we met, small called Square One uh, located in Mississauga, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And it's actually one of one of the busiest, one of the biggest, one of the most amazing malls in all of GTA. So, uh, and, um, and yeah, it was after hours. That's a thing that he was willing to meet a child after hours mm-hmm. in a mall that was closed um, for, you know, sexual activity and, and for what he, you know, what he, what he likes as, as a, as a foot fetish with a child, which I think was pretty disgusting, but yeah, that was, that was just one of the things, you know, it was, uh, sometimes if you have like something witty, just, you know, kind of throw it out there, but, um, but then, you know, you got to get down to business, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I get that. And it seems to me like when I watch the videos, it seems like you're alone confronting this, pe- these people, like what, it, or like holding your phone in their face, pretty much like, what do you do to defend or to protect yourself? Like, are you not worried about that? Sometimes there are people around, um, but they're not seen. And sometimes I am by myself. Yes, that's correct. Um, again, uh, it's, it's, I, again, I, I go up and, and I do this again. I just, I just have the whole, my thing is, and a lot of people say like, you know, you, my team is like, you know, Sof is like, you know, oh my gosh, like, you know, Matt, you gotta like be careful, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just like, no, I got this. I got this. I got this. Like, I mean, I am aware of my surroundings. I'm aware of, like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Like, you know, to defend myself, like maybe knock something out of the guy's hand. And that's why I always say hands out of your pockets. You know what I mean? Like, just cause you never know if they have something on them. And the hands are always in their pockets. So, you know, that's one thing that, that protects me. But I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm multitasking when I'm doing this. I'm looking down and like, obviously you guys don't see this, but I'm looking down at their, their pockets, their hands, you know, what they may look like they have on them uh, uh, while confronting them and interrogating them about what they're doing there. Always on high alert all the time. Yeah, all and, the time. And I've heard you even say to people, you know, don't try anything. I can, if I can defend myself if I need to. Like, do you have a background in like, like martial arts or something? Are you just a huge guy? Like I, I'm just trying to picture doing this. Even if I brought all my friends with me and we're in the middle of a public place, I still wouldn't have the guts to do it because somebody could just, you know, uh, smack me and I'd be done. I have a feeling you're a lot bigger than I am. Uh, yeah, I am. I am. Uh, I'm well over six, two, um, over 200 pounds. I train six days a week. Okay. Um, and, and uh, I mean, there's that. There's there's a bit of both. You know what I mean? Like I I've taken self defense before. Um, you know, I mean, I I haven't had any bad experiences to be honest with you. Um, and you know, if I mean, it really has to depend on like what it is. If there's a weapon, you got to do what you you know you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? If there's a weapon present, you got to do what you got to do. You got to defend yourself. Um, if someone's just gonna come at you with like a little bit of a pat, like you know, a, a tap on your shoulder or whatever on your hand, it's okay, whatever. I'm going to, you know, I won't, I won't do anything at that point. I will just be like, whatever. Yeah. Try your little, you know, your little slaps or taps in my hand. You know, I don't really care. Um, but if you're going to get really, really serious, then it's time to, you know, time to get physical and defend yourself. I like so, when yeah. they, I like when they try to run from you. Cause I can, I get an idea of how, how good shape you're in when they try to run away. And I can, you can almost see yeah. the, the predator just peek over their shoulder and be like, Oh shit. Like he is, <laughs> he's running with me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't expect that. <laughs> yeah. So you, you just said there, you, you've never found yourself in trouble. Like, has there ever been like a scary situation or a close call? Like how scary has it gotten at this point or has it even? To be honest with you, I've, <laughs> I, I will say to you again, like I, I never have been scared. I actually, I'm not scared when I do this. Um, what's if you want to say scary um it's going to be in a different aspect and what's scary to me is what they're there doing that's what they're they're showing up to do is what's scary to be honest with you um other than that like me coming to meet up with them i'll tell you right off the bat i am never scared 110 percent, never scared it, like I've, I've done meetups at night i've done meetups during the day you know in secluded areas i'm never scared you may have done some in secluded areas but it's usually pretty public like it'll Often it's Walmart. What's the deal with that? Why are you always in like, you'll be in the toy section at Walmart or the sporting goods section. Is that you recommending that? Or do predators just want to get kids in Walmarts? Um, you know, sometimes the, the predator will, will want to, uh, you know, meet up somewhere. Um, their, you know, their whole ideal thing is to, obviously they, they want to go and they want to go somewhere discreet, but you know, you, you know, you got to keep in mind, they're talking to a 13 year old at the same time. So they're, you know, we got to make it obviously believable that, yeah, you're speaking to a child, 
uh, child's just going to jump your car right away. But, you know, I, like the child would like, you know, we'd say, well, you know, if you want to meet somewhere, I'm scared. You want to meet inside a store first, et cetera, et cetera, just so I can see you. And then we, you know, we can go off after, I guess, you know what I mean? So um, it, it's, it's more so geared towards the season as well. So, um, you know, if it's, if it's like really, really cold outside, we'll definitely do it indoors. Um, but if, you know, if, again, if it comes to happen, if it comes to it being outside, I'll do it. I don't care. Yeah. And it's doing it in a spot like Walmart. It seems to really serve you well anyway, because they, they, um, when you, when you initially confront them, they don't, they generally don't want to talk and they just want to get out of there, but yeah. you're so quick to make a scene that it seems like they're willing to talk just so you're not shut. So you shut up about you know, yeah. me meeting a 13 year old girl here or something. It's uh, yeah. often they're they're. It seems like the ones you do in like a Walmart, they're really quick to be like, all right, buddy, just calm down. And, you know, I'll do my best to dishonestly answer the questions you have. Cause I, I <laughs> dishonestly, yes, very yes. rarely do they come out and say it, but it's like, and that's, and really that's what the video is. Like it's, you know, you yes. confront them. That's the first minute or two. Then for yeah. about 25 minutes, you beat them over the head with like the evidence. Like I'm holding the logs. There was no little girl. It was me talking to you. Why yes. did you do it? And it's, yes. oh, I, ju- I just wanted to be friends. No, no. You said kiss and marry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Yeah. You know, it, it does work. Um, it really works well because it puts them in that setting where there's, you know, and, and there's been several times where, yeah, like you, obviously you guys don't see it, but there is a crowd over my back sometimes. You know what I mean? There's a few people, whether it be store, you know, store employees or, or you know, bystanders or, you know, um, store managers and stuff like that. They're, uh, they're there, but um, yeah, it works. I mean, you know, we try to, to be really honest. We try to, uh, I mean, we try, again, we gear towards the season, gear towards the situation at hand. Um, if the, uh, you know, if, if it's cold outside or, you know, again, according to the child, you know, I'm not just going to get in your car and just leave with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to meet somewhere like indoors and, you know, obviously, you know, a, a child is, is going to be at a store, like, you know, I can go to Walmart or whatever. Right. So it, it works that way. And then, and, and yeah, on top of that too, it, it, it gives it a good, um, a good meeting place. They drive there. You're able to get the license plate. You know, you, you walk outside, they have the walk of shame. There's people around them. You know what I mean? It's, it, it, it's, it's. Perfect that yeah that's another great moment in the video is when you walk them out to their car yell their license plate you tell yes. them off as they drive away you're an electrician you're a grown man you got things you live on your own do you think you need something like this in your life right now no. huh no this is not good you can get out of here i'm gonna well, i'm gonna i'm gonna be following you right to your car and i'm making sure i'm gonna record you until you leave okay I should have asked this earlier on, but what I'm curious about is like, I get that you care for your community, you care for the children in your community, mm-hmm. but what was mm-hmm. the original catalyst that made you think like, you know, not only am I going to care about my community and the children, I'm going to expose predators, you know, on YouTube. Like what started this? Yeah. So there was several factors for myself actually. Um, so when I was a child, uh, like I went to, you know, I went to elementary school and I remember when I first heard about a child predator, I was five years old and um, junior, senior kindergarten. And they had um, the school, like whenever there was a, a pedophile on the loose, um, they would actually post their picture on the school doors um, and say, beware of an individual that looks like this. And, and you know, the teachers would talk to us and, and, you know, create that awareness. And I was actually really scared. Like as a kid, I was really scared. I was scared to go to school. I was scared to like be outside um, because it was just, it was, it was very weird. And I lived in a very nice area as well at the time. And, you know, having that happen in, in that area that we lived in, um, it was, it was, just, it was, a you know, something to be highly, highly aware of. And we were just all very scared. Um, so, I mean, that was one. So I knew what it felt like. And I mean, all throughout my life, I knew that, you know, that, 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 that's so that's unmoral. And that's even an understatement of, of what child predators do. And, um, you know, now I'm a lot older and I have, uh, I actually have two nieces and uh, since the day my niece was first born, I gained this protectiveness over her, and um, and as well as my other niece, and um, and that's that's one thing too. Like I'm always like, don't I just don't want to wait to bother. I just want her to be safe, and I'm always going to look out for her as if she's my own daughter, <laughs> right? And um, and on top of that, like you know, I've obviously grown up watching you know uh, Chris Hansen's to Catch a Predator, um, and you know, and then and then came Predator Coaches Toronto, and I never thought that like, or I became part of the crew that something like this would be actually happening near a place where I live and mm. to be a part of this movement would, you know, would be such a blessing. 
Tell tell me about yeah, your sure. uh, your first catch. So you you decide to do this. What was the? Tell me about the the process of the first you know one you were involved in, Matt. The first catch. Wow. <laughs> okay. So the first, I remember that. I remember that the first catch, um, actually very funny. I wasn't even supposed to do that because, uh, long story short, just a little bit of a background. Uh, when I first joined PPT, I actually didn't join, um, with the, with, with the full intention of being somebody who was going to be confronting, like fully taking over the channel. I was actually going to join and with the intention of being like a, a bodyguard type of thing, you know, protecting, whoever's going to be catching these individuals and, uh, and just being that security hand there, if anything gets ever, ever out of hand. Um, and what had happened was, uh, the individual who was, who was responsible for catching that, um, that person that day, um, last minute did not show up. Um, and, and that's, uh, that's when I, I stepped in, um, and said, all right, let's do this. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was very, it was, I was full of adrenaline. Um, I drove to the scene an hour beforehand to get prepared to go about the scene and, you know, look at everything and look at the ins and outs. Like, you know, it was at a park actually, um, in, in Toronto. And, um, you know, I was just scoping out the scene. I just wanted to make sure the ins and outs, and I want to make sure this is going to work. Cause this is my first, this is my first go at this. And yeah, sure enough, the, uh, predator showed up. I was in my vehicle, crouched down like underneath the steering wheel and like kind of peeking like you know like a private investigator would or like a detective would peeking and watching him walk out watching him and i'm, and I'm this time i'm communicating with soul on the phone right like we're we're just uh you know i'm like okay he's walking here right now this and that um and then i'm like all right time to go let's go and I just got out the car and i just i ran up to the uh he was on it was a gazebo and he was on one side of the gazebo and i was going on the other side and then boom we met right in front of each other and I basically just addressed him by his name and he looked up at me like shook, completely shook. And was like, he's like, his name was Neil. And I'm like, I'm like, Neil. And then he's just like, my name's not Neil. And I'm like, it is Neil. And then he just booked it. He was running. I ran right after him, got into his green Honda Civic and, you know, called out the plate number. And literally this man sped off, literally almost hit a curb, went, in, went into a, sh- a street he wasn't supposed to turn into, came back out, almost hit the curb, and, like, I was far away from him. I'm like, buddy, it's not like I'm chasing you with, like, five cop cars or something like that, you know? He was gone. He was so shook. And I just stood there, and I felt that adrenaline, and I said, wow, he knew he did something wrong, and he's aware now. He better not try this again. And that's when I said, I need to do this. So that was that was my first catch. It was literally like a minute and a half. Wow. When when you look back, because you you've done a bunch of them now, what what do you see as like your most memorable or some of your more memorable catches? Like what are the ones that really stood out to you as being you know really extreme in any specific way? Um, oh man, there's honestly there's so many. Um, but the most memorable one, um, in terms of how how disturbing it was leading up to even catching him was um it was a guy named james who's from hamilton and uh that gentleman um was very very out of line um i don't want to get into detail um but uh that that to me was was a, a very memorable one because he was he was a hard one to catch um he was constantly making plans and canceling and i was stressing day in and day out about um you know like we really need to catch this guy like if he really doesn't, you know, if he, if he leaves us blocks or whatever, we have to, obviously we're going to report him, but I really want to be able to go up to him and, and confront him and talk to him about what, 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 what is really going on through his mind and play back the video calls to him in front of his face and find out what's going on there. You know, if someone he has, he actually has children too. Um, and it was just, it was a very, very bad situation. So that one, um, I remember he came, he left, I got him on video call after our uh, phone call, whatever it was. And he was, losing himself driving and i was i had to try to calm him down and then it's, it's in the it's in the video it's uh i'll have to send it to you after but uh, yeah i i know the one he um when you confronted him he took off but then he called you and so you have kind of like the facetime of him just flipping out i was drunk when i sent those pictures i got so much going on i don't need this if you don't need it, then why are you doing it? I was going to tell her no! You, I wanted to tell person! You told her 50 million times that you want the So many times. Huh? I was drunk when I was doing stupid Why are you here then? Huh? Why'd you come? Are you drunk right now? Dude, I was going to come in there in person and talk to her and tell her no. 
Oh, so you came all the way from Hamilton to come and tell her no? You came to assault a minor. That's what you came to do. No, she asked me. Oh, so it's a 13-year-old's fault now, right? So, I don't know, so if you want to tell him a little bit about that one, because you spent a lot of time with him. He was so hard to catch, but the thing with him is he was, like, for me, as, like, an adult, like, a, a fully grown woman, like, some of the things that James said, and we do have those chat logs on our second channel, um, where we do post, like, some video calls and stuff like that, that's PB Toronto Extras, yeah. but um, we do have some of his chats on there and they were really disturbing even for me to read that as a grown adult and i would have to be on video call with james every other night and just yeah. listen to these disgusting yeah. things that he would want to do to a child and it was just it, it definitely took that was probably you know these things don't really take too much a t like a toll on my mental health or anything like that but for him that was definitely a really disturbing yeah. There was another, there was a, we actually have another one that actually is, uh, I believe it's Ben from, uh, from, from Canada, but uh, I don't know why, but um, it's out right now. It's currently out and it's a, a gentleman that I confronted at like three o'clock in the morning and he wanted, the decoy was, I believe to be five years old. Um, that one was uh, pretty bad. That's one of, that's like the youngest that I've decoyed as and probably the most shocking and the worst part about that one was that he was actually caught twice but yeah. we had talked to him with other accounts and other pictures uh, like kind of just changing the way that I look and stuff we had talked to him with I don't even know maybe three or four three four five different decoys ranging from age five to like nine years old it's a really disturbing one as well wow is it ever surprising how many predators are out there? Like, cause it seems like you, you just have a never ending supply of these messages coming to you, the different accounts. Like, does it shock you at how much is out there like this? Yeah, there's, uh, there's so many. And, um, I remember when I first started, like, I didn't know, I thought like when I first started, I thought like, okay, there's only like a few people and probably that's about it. But I, like once, you know, once I've seen how many there were and it, it's really, really crazy, right? I mean, the more that we're exposing and reporting them to the police and so on and so forth, it's the better. But it just, it's it's really, really, really bad and sad how many there are out there. And like, I'm, I've now made this, this like my life, you know what I mean? Uh, doing this, um, you know, this, you know, confronting them and finding them and, and myself and I like doing this whole operation. Um, I've made this my life and I don't ever plan to stop because of how many there are out there. I'd say after doing this for a year, nowadays I feel like I'm always so like vigilant and like aware in public because like you never know who could be a predator. Like they yeah. come in all shapes, sizes, colors, yeah. <laughs> whatever, you know, come from all different backgrounds, whether, you know, they're on the lower end, they maybe don't have, like we caught a homeless guy or um they could have a really good job like they are everywhere and you cannot tell what they look like so um there's a lot of scary people out there online and in person i think that's one thing that really hit me about about your videos like the idea of when you hear of like a pedophile or this child sex predator kind of well like the image the average person would have in their head is like this organized pedophilia ring of all these rich people or this super perverted guy who's at the park, you know, trying to watch kids change or something like that's kind of the image the average person would have, I think. Yeah. But when you watch your videos, no, it's, it's, you know, this, this guy's a banker, this guy's a plumber. Like they're just, yeah. this guy's a student at the university. Like it, it yeah. seems just that no, no one really stands out in your videos as the typical, like pervert kind of typical type of thing. Yes. It's, it's horrifying. And, and they're just given you, you've said like they, they come in all shapes and sizes and different um, backgrounds. Do you, is there any commonalities you see between the different, you know, predators that you're you're contacting? Like, do, do they have anything in common other than seemingly always being at Walmart? <laughs> oh, oh, man, they are all honestly very different. Um, but I guess some similarities that I would say that I see a lot 
um, more commonly is they, when we first start talking, a lot of them just want the girl to, they want to have the girl, uh, the minor be comfortable with them. And, um, you know, they always try, they, I've gotten this a lot where they're always like, don't worry, like, I'm a good guy, this and that. And like, it's, it's pretty, um, I don't know. They always just say like, they, they won't hurt me or this or yeah. that. And say they're a good guy or like they're a lot of them for some reason they're they always say something like oh yeah like be careful on those sites because there's a lot of a lot of creepy guys on there and i'm like but you're not creepy are you and they're like oh no you don't have to worry about me so, like they always want to make us feel comfortable and we call that um i'm sure you've heard of it like grooming mm-hmm. but that's probably the more common thing is a lot of these guys want to groom the minor <laughs> make them feel comfortable um, In, in your videos, it often comes up the idea of reporting them to the police. What kind of interaction do you, does your group have with OPP or any kind of police force? So, you know, every single time I've spoken to the police, um, you know, it's always been a great interaction. Um, you know, we've always, I've always been cordial with them. Uh, there has been, um, you know, no other... Um, there has been nothing negative while, while I'm dealing while I'm dealing with them. Um, they're obviously concerned for my safety, um, but other than that, uh, uh, I, uh, speaking right now of, of anything that's that's uh, you know you know if anybody's been charged or whatever, um, there are certain investigations ongoing. Uh, but you know due to confidentiality, we just gotta like kind of keep it quiet. So I mean about like who and whoever they are. So but there are there are things going on right now. Every single catch. Uh, after the fact, we do report them to the police. So, um, you, you do get a glimpse of of your interaction with the police. And the video, I don't remember the guy's name, but he has the Blue Jays hat on. Of course, you're yeah. in a Walmart parking lot, and um, you're both kind of Matt and the, this predator. Are uh, you're both both of you are quite um, excited, raising your voice, yeah. talking fast, yeah. and somebody must have called the police. So you yeah. see the police officer show up while you're in the middle of your video and you you, yes. know, so you get an idea of very quickly you explain to the police officer i'm a member of a you know a, a, of a group and it seemed like the police yes. officer was uh, got an idea of what you were doing pretty quick yes absolutely 100 yeah. percent. i mean there's there's no hiding it you know you just you, yeah we have a youtube channel but you know and just the way you present it and and you know the way you, you know you be cordial with them. You know they their job is hard as well. And and you know we all got to get along. We're all trying to achieve the same thing at the end of the day, right? Another thing is there are people who are critical for of your style of content and what you're doing. Basically saying you know it's vigilantism and it's you know mm-hmm. just putting people in harm's way. How do mm-hmm. you how do you respond to the people who don't support what you do and think that you should just leave it to the police? Um, well, the thing is here is that. Um, I mean, let's put it up. Let's let's basically say this. You can, anybody can be doing anything. You can have any occupation in the world and there will at least be one person that's not going to be happy with what you do. Mm-hmm. And they'll have some kind of reasoning behind it. And you know what? To each their own. Everybody has their own opinion and that's completely fine. Um, um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I truly believe from the bottom of my heart that what I'm doing is, is a good thing. And um, I know I'm creating awareness out there. And uh, that doesn't bother me because at the end of the day, I know what I'm, uh, what I'm doing is, uh, is a good thing. And my kind of my thought when I think of it is like if you find um, people who've been affected by uh, child exploitation or sexual assault against or, or that kind of crimes against children, it seems like often a complaint is how the police had handled it. And I think that I don't know what it is, but it seems like police departments have a really hard time policing this kind of crime, especially when it happens on the Internet. And I think um, in lieu of the police being able to properly do what needs to be done to stop this, I think the next best thing is like getting them on YouTube and making them call their wives and their and their parents. I think that's probably like what you do in your videos for a lot of these people, I think is a hell of a lot worse than what would happen if they were caught in an undercover sting. Enjoy your dad's birthday last weekend. Did you enjoy it? Yeah? Why don't you give him a call? No, 
Give him a call. No, Give him a call. No, I'm not doing that. Huh? Give him a call right I'm now. I'm not doing that. You're not? No. Why? I don't want to do that. Why? No. Why? No, I'm not doing that. Why not? I don't want to talk to them. I made a mistake. I got your car. I got your plate number. Okay. Everything. Bring up on the phone. What you did was disgusting. And put him on speaker. And let me say that you're talking to your father. Turn the phone around. Hi, Nathan. Hey, Dad. So I fucked up. Yeah. I was chatting with a minor and now I'm entrapped. Uh, I'm not getting this. I'm talking. I chatted with someone online that was 13 years old. I yeah. fucked up. You want me to explain it to him? No. I talked to a 13 year old girl. I was. I said some sexual things that were inappropriate. Tell them what else you were doing. I was on video and this gentleman's telling me to confess to you and say what I did was wrong. What did you do on the on the video call with the girl? I showed the girl my cock. Right, thirteen year old girl. So. And you? No, she was thirteen. No, I knew. Yeah. Okay. You know. That's a police officer in the background. No, it's not a police officer. He's just a gentleman that. I'm a part of an organization that makes sure child predators uh, don't do this kind of things to uh, children. Okay. Okay. That's good. He's done a lot of bad things. He's asked this little girl if she's a virgin. He's asked her, uh, given her instructions on how to masturbate. He showed himself on uh, video chat. He's done a lot of things and it's very, very inappropriate. And he's here right now at this uh, at a park to meet this little girl. And instead he's mating with me. And um, I think this is probably within my reach. This is probably one of the best uh, ways of uh, uh, punishment that he should serve right now. No, uh, and maybe this is well. I guess both of you would have good uh, good thoughts on this, but I'm wondering for for parents of young children, like so many kids now, social media and play, even video games that we play have like a social media kind of aspect built into the games. A lot of times, like what do what advice do you have given what you do for parents of children who are online? Like what could, what can ki- parents do to protect kids? So now by uh, now everybody by in any means am I not telling you how to raise your children? <laughs> so, um, I, I figured the, yeah, this is like a parenting <laughs> advice segment. I thought we would. Go that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not I'm not telling anybody how to raise their children. But uh, my advice is first and foremost, because, you know, um, children are, are getting their hands on technology a lot younger than it than it used to be in my time. 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, this is a stage where, uh, you know, they're starting to kind of figure out their own little way, you know what I mean? And 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 that is a, a really rebellious stage at, and at a time in a child's life and a young teenager's life. Um, so parents, first and foremost, like you, you would really have to obviously, you know, sit down with them and have that very sincere, deep conversation with them about what's happening out there. I said in my last two videos at the very end, um, you know, uh, parents, guardians, please, uh, you know, keep an eye on, on all your children's social media as much as you can. They may get upset with you, but honestly, it's for the, it's for their benefit and for your benefit. And it, it, it saves a lot of hassle in the long run and it creates awareness all around. Yeah, I would I would agree with that on that. Um, just have that talk. Also, just have a try to have a good relationship with your child so that you can yeah. comfortably talk to them about this kind of stuff because it is happening and it's not good. Not good stuff. Yeah. You said it so honestly. Having that, creating that relationship, and that bond with your child, is major in in the in the in the in that part of a child's life. Yeah, no, that, that only makes sense. Um, anyway, this has been amazing. It's uh, yes. what what you do is is nuts, Matt. I think you're a complete lunatic to, to, to do what you do, but. Um, I always say like I love the internet, and I and I say that because there's just so much crazy stuff out there, and yeah. your videos. It's it's taking a really dark topic that I, I I hate to even think that it exists. But not only yeah. are you exposing it, you're like turning the whole thing on its head and basically making it this kind of absurd TV show with a really powerful message that's Absolutely. also a social cause. So it's um you have a, a whole lot of supporters and people really yeah. appreciate. Uh, no, we thank you. We thank you. And uh, thank you to all the viewers and all of our supporters. We love and appreciate you so much. Thank you. And Jordan, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure of you having us. Thank you.
love what they do or hate it, I think there is no question that the methods the Toronto Predator poachers use help make the children in and around Toronto a little bit safer online. Not only does this give predators something more to fear than that long, clumsy arm of the law, these popular videos also serve as a very effective reminder to the people out there that there are predators among them, tons of them. And with that, I'm going to begin wrapping up this episode of Nighttime. But first, I'm going to end with thanks. A huge thank you for Matt and Soph for doing what you do and for taking time out of predator pouching to share your story with us. Also, a big thanks to Monty Data and Fortnite Beats who contributed the music for this episode. And lastly, but most importantly, I have a massive thank you to everyone listening to Nighttime. Without your interest and your support, Nighttime would be as pointless as it would be impossible. But with that said, keeping the show alive is and has always been an uphill battle. So if you enjoy what I'm doing here on the show, please help me keep the show alive by subscribing to the premium feed. For about the price of a cup of coffee, you can help fund the creation of future episodes that way. And not only does the premium feed make the show possible, it'll give you more of each topic than you're going to find on the free feed as I add exclusive content there weekly. So please keep the show alive and subscribe to the premium feed at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And with that said, let me thank the newest supporters of the show. Melissa, Shauna, Cheryl, Andrew, Adrian, Miss Hancock, Melanie, and Pamela. Thank you all for your generous support. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show but can't help financially, you can give me a big hand by simply sharing the episodes on social media and telling your friends what we're doing here. If you have any story ideas or if you want to give feedback on the show, I can be reached at nighttimepodcast.com slash contact. Additionally, if you would like to give your thoughts on this episode, you can send me a voice memo using that same link, nighttimepodcast.com slash contact, and I'll air your comments or answer any questions you have on the next Nightcap post-show episode. You can also find me on social media. I use Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I'm live on YouTube most Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday nights at 9 Eastern Time. So until next time, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, Let's hope that a lot of things change in this world in 2021, including the amount of active child sex predators. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright Jordan Bonaparte.